2: Can you hear me? I can hear you, Joe. How are you, babe? I'm good. I th- are you? I'm
3: in Denver. I did the All Star game last night. Yes, it is. It was so fun, but it's it's just so draining because I'm doing a game. Different players are coming in every half inning. They're now wearing uniforms that aren't their normal uniforms. Mm-hmm. So they're wearing white uniforms and blue uniforms. It's you can't see who they play for. So, you get no clue. Like, who? It's just guys in blue and guys in white. And then I'm interviewing players while they're playing from the booth. Right. The shortstop, the pitcher, the hitter, the left fielder. And all the while trying to get, I mean, it is just head spinning. I got home. I had the biggest headache. Boys got up Uh. at four o'clock in the morning. I just. It's one of those days so you're going to have to carry this. I'm a huge Ziggy Marley fan. I was a big Bob Marley fan. Oh yeah. But I feel like you're going to have to carry this and I'm, oh, you're I'm just gonna laying be, that on you right now.
2: You're going to be good. You're going to be fine. You know, I, I I have faith in you. Look, I got to get to the airport. You know, I'm 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 going to Cape Cod. I got to drive to Denver. I'm, I got to drive to Denver in in right after this. So, I'll be passing you. You can okay. wave. You
3: can just wave. Good. Um, well, you can see if if you see sparks flying out of a house uh, <laughs> in this area. I forget <laughs> what it's called, but we're by this uh, great restaurant called Happy Camper. If you look off to the side and there's sparks coming out okay. of a house, that's my house because Michelle and I are
2: wiped. Oh, wiped. oh, god! I bet. I bet. Well, how, but i you did play some golf, dude. I saw you at American Century. I was following every shot i was I was oh. refreshing my pages just to see how my boy was doing after his sports psychologist session, and it sounded like it, it was worked. a success. It was a total success because I slowed
3: down i was I didn't play great. I played well the middle day, still didn't score, but the first and the third days were just survival mode and for me it was the most relaxed i've ever been and so it completely worked in fact i have to text that guy jason and say hey you know I, i'm still working on it and and i think it'll still help me go from the range to the actual course and relax cuz on the range it was like i was all world and then I got on the course, and I'm trying not to make mistakes instead of getting aggressive. Uh, but I have so much respect for the guys that end up down the stretch going at it. And John Smoltz, my partner, who lost it on the last day, mm. the last hole. Ugh. Uh, it just was heartbreaking. And I, we flew here to Denver. For those of you who don't know, we're talking about this golf tournament in Tahoe, the American Century Championship. And it's so fun, and it's a celebrity event. But if you're at the top of the leaderboard, you're dying to win this thing. Plus, it's $125,000, and yeah. Smoltz led after every day, led all the way up until the last hole he got caught and tied, uh, and then lost in a playoff. And poor John was like in a f- fog
2: when oh, we flew was down he? here to Denver. I wonder, how that, oh. I wonder how that compares to you know, MLB losses. You know what I mean? Well, for him, baseball is what he
3: did and what he's known for and what he's in the hall of fame for. To do it in golf and to win a televised event and to survive that field as silly as this sounds, I think in some ways would be as gratifying or maybe more because you're doing it in another arena mm-hmm. and you're doing it against people, you know, whoever. Seth Curry, Steph mm. Curry, Dell Curry, the entire Curry the family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and then you know the Timberlakes of the world and Del Negro and Romo and Jack Wagner and you know it's 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 the age old puff your chest out I'm better than this whole
2: field and he just lost. How it about by fucking one. how about fucking Jack Wagner man he's still up there on the leaderboard I mean with a real chance
3: crazy unreal it is and he I don't I don't get the sense I talk to him quite a bit. I don't get the sense he plays a lot of golf. I think he go he's like, Yeah, I had to get out, get my old bag out and go play some practice rounds in LA and mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if any of this is interesting. But it is to <laughs> I us. Don't know. I, who cares? <laughs> but it is but it is true that uh the guy's amazing, that he can still whip it around there and have a chance and closed, I think Birdie Birdie. I think he had a rough last day, but
2: uh wow it was it yeah was impressive yeah no i know well i'm here man i'm in colorado doing my thing it's been rainy and shit and um we're getting out we're going to the cape and um i'm dealing with my boys with wilder you know who went on his first sort of date last night you know it was like a double date with him and this girl and his friend and another girl and you know it was the first conversation i had with him driving him there and having talks with him being like so are you feeling her and he's like yeah And I was like, is she feeling you and he's like yeah and how do you know and so and well so. let's define feeling you mean like sorry liking like is, are you liking you know does you guys right. like each other we need other? to be clear we need to be clear. sorry crystal clear about that? there's no feeling happening in the physical sense okay. and um you know, I was like, well, have you ever, you've never kissed anyone, right? He's like, "Dad, like, no, 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 you know, all weird and awkward, but I got to have the conversation. I said, do you even know what you're doing? I said, I- if she leans over to kiss you for whatever reason, do you have any clue, like, what to do? And he's like, yeah. I said, how? You've never done it before. And, and he just says, I don't know. I'll, I, just, I guess I'll just, I'll just know, you know. But I dropped him off at the Which bowl. is true. I guess so. I guess it's just primal, right? Nobody goes to school for that. Nobody's no, like, just, hey, let's go to kissing I, school. Yeah, you like watch TV, I guess, and just say, oh, I guess that's how they do it. But I did say, I said, here's the thing. Be gentle. Be soft. Don't like jam your tongue down your you know, throat or anything like this. And he's like, dad, Jesus, you know. <laughs> he's hating oh, every piece of the conversation. God. No, I know, and I'm laughing, but it's. I feel like I had to have the conversation with him, and then I dropped him off at the bowling alley, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm coming in. I, I want to like see her," and he's like, "No," but I went in anyway, and I I said hi to the kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! How how. How awkward was it for him? Was it awkward for you? No, see, it was cute. Uh, you, you know, he's, he loves me. And he, I I, I, t- I said to him, I said, I'm not going to embarrass you or make a fool out of you or anything. You know, I'm just like, I want to see what's up, you know. And then, of course, 20 minutes later, I've got him on Life 360 so I can track his every move because now he's out and about. And 20 minutes later, he's like at Wendy's. I'm like, what? What, is it? what happened to the bowling thing? And then, and then he's like in a park. And then he's over. To he some, likes Wendy's. Dude, the that kid, kid loves likes Wendy. Wendy's. The kid is always at Wendy's. Is this girl's name Wendy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's so uh, funny. He's always at Wendy's. That's, that's like the hang spot or something. You need to go there and just investigate what's happening at Wendy's. I know. There's some weird shit going down at Wendy's.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, Stranger Things. There's a portal
2: to the right, uh,
3: upside down world. <laughs> <laughs> at Wendy's, oh, that's, and you're, uh, you know that you know is this girl named? He's like, Dad,
2: uh, this is my girlfriend Eleven. <laughs> this sounds, this sounds good. <laughs> this sounds like like a, like a, a movie, like a hot tub time machine type of a movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Through a Wendy's, yeah, it's like a portal at Wendy's. Hi there, I'm Dave Thomas. <laughs> I'd like to welcome you to 1964. <sighs> <laughs> That's where you go. You go back to 1964, where he's building St. Jude. Real, right? The real. It's, it's a real page turner. People are going to love this movie. Uh, well, good. So he got back in one piece, and all's good. Yeah, he's, he's, he he stepped over to his friend's house, and we are, you know, we're, we're going to get him, and we'll see. You know, I think everything is on the up. and What up. if he's just wrecked? What if you pick him up and you're like, <gasps> like, hey, uh, Dad? I mean. There will be that day, I'm sure, where I'm like, dude, you, you're, you're hungover. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know, I can see it. No, I'm not. I'm like Wilder, you are. I mean, hopefully that that day is not today. He's 13. He's a good kid. I, I don't. There are kids his age that are like vaping and and doing shit like that and starting to drink. Um, he's just not doing that yet. You know, he's he's he's. He's, he's kind of immature in that way or right on track where a lot of these other kids are faster, you know? Yeah. But the great thing about Wilder is that he does his own thing and he doesn't feel peer pressured, you know? As well, of that's now, good.
3: I hope. Uh, yeah, and I feel like your time, L.A. is a different story, but your time there slows him down a little bit. This is kind of like a little bit of a timeout. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. But this is a girl, so this is a girl that he knows from that, Aspen. From Colorado, area? yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh huh. Oh, long
3: distance relationship.
2: I know already. Its, it's already it's already bad. Yeah. No, he was we went to he went to school here, you know. We moved up here for a while a few years back. So it's a girl that he has known. Uh-huh. You know. But then he but I don't know not like he's going to listen to this, but you know, I, I like, well, what, what, you know, let me see her or whatever. And he shows me like her TikTok, and it's all so suggestive and, you know, like doing these little moves and like sticking a tongue out. And I'm like, what, why, why, what is going on? What, why yeah, is this happening right now? What it's scary? You know, I know it this is, is such old man shit. And, and my son says to me all the time, he's like, you're so old. Hey, hey! Uh, there's Ziggy.
3: Ziggy,
1: what's well What's up? You can't hear me. Hey yeah, man, how it's are working. you? Look at that.
3: This is right. perfection. Yes, we <laughs> we don't do a formal introduction, although we were talking about you beforehand. I've I've got. I'm gonna have tomorrow people just running along in my head. Well, I'm I'm just such a fan, and and I always have been, and I'm I love what you're doing. With these children's books, and and we're oh, yeah. going to get into that. I know that's the main reason why you're coming on. But we were just talking about Oliver's uh, son, Wilder, who's 13, who kind of went on his first date last night. And uh, mm-hmm. you've been there, done that. You know what they? I see Ziggy's face is lighting up. You know how <laughs> how difficult that is, especially with your girls. But uh, well, what's that like for you as a dad, watching the kids uh, go into that area of their life?
1: But well, for me, all right, so for me it's my daughter right now. She's sixteen, so that's it's even like oh. more intense, more crazy. Oh. <laughs> so oh. Yeah, I mean, listen, I try to try to give her as much information as needed <laughs> for yeah. understand what she's getting into and understand the psyche of boys, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I have to give her some information about boys, you know, so she understands what's happening. Yeah. I, I,
3: I think that the hardest thing Ziggy is and I've had two I have two daughters that are in their 20s but you know you know how you raise your kids but not everybody's raising their kids like that and not everybody's raising their boys like that and so when you have these girls that you've protected at every turn and now all of a sudden you unleash them you know you have to hope that these boys got the proper uh, upbringing, or you're kind of at the mercy of of how they grew up. You know what I mean?
1: No, I know. Um, I, I, I went on the fr- my, my daughter's first date with her. We all went. The family went with her.
2: You did on oh. her first date? Oh, yeah, how did, did how did that go? <laughs> Was she did she want you to come along? Was she like, Dad? I mean,
1: no, no, she didn't want me to come along. But I never, I, I didn't knew the guy, and so. This is an opportunity to see this guy, you know. She been texting or whatever, from school. So we said, "All right, we're going to the movies." So the whole family went with her to the movies, and I met the young man, and I I, I took him aside and you know I spoke to him. Hey, be respectful. Make sure you know, blah blah blah, don't disrespect and stuff for that. And he say, yeah, "Okay." <laughs> and they went to the movies, and we had and we <laughs> they went to the movies, and we had like dinner. Like right outside there was a little restaurant near the the rest of us, me, my wife and my three sons sat there with dinner. And then they came out of the movies and they were actually walking I think my daughter saw me, but they were walking like they were heading to in the next direction. I was like, yo, what's up? Come over, come here, bring, you know. Bring the, the kid, come. Um, but I think we were a little bit too much for him because it didn't last that long. It was like...
2: <laughs> I'm sure not. He's he's probably like, are you shitting me? Every time we go out, your your whole family's coming along with me? Like, this can't happen. <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, I think it's... Is
3: that is that kind of a Jamaican tradition? Is that is that how you grew up that way? Or did you see your siblings go through that at all?
1: No, no. I think, I mean... It's a Jamaican mentality, not a tradition. So okay. it's not like a, it's, it's like this is how we are. You know, I mean, we all are like that, right? You have, you say, you have two daughters. You know how it is. We protect, we protect the women. You know, a little bit even more than we protect the boys. It's just yes. that's all we are. You know. Yes.
3: No, I I agree, and uh, I I you know it's funny. This podcast is called Daddy Issues. My dad, just so that you know, my dad brought I I broadcast sports for a living. Um, I broadcast the NFL and Major League Baseball on Fox. Uh, my dad did it for fifty years, and I followed my dad into the business. And he's in the Hall of Fame, and now I'm trying to, you know, measure up. And Oliver, you know, he he comes from Hollywood royalty. His mom's Goldie Hawn. His sisters, Kate Hudson, and his stepdad is Kurt Russell. So we're we're living in the shadows of these titans. And here you are, Ziggy. Kind of the the son of the the godfather of reggae, at least right. as, as I look at it. it yeah. As you look back now, and it's been such a long road. And I get asked these questions all the time, but as you look back, what was that relationship like with your dad? And 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 you know, I, I, I get the feeling that if you saw a happy dad who was doing what he loved and was. uh, uh at least successful in it. That is kind of natural that you want to do it yourself. Is that is that kind of how you got started with this? Watching your dad?
1: Yeah, I mean, watching my dad and my mom. Um, they're both musicians, right? And whatever, my family's musicians. Basically, my grandfather, my grandmother. So we have a long like lineage of that. But I'm um, not growing up with 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 daddy um, in Jamaica during that period of time. For as a child, it was very it was adventurous. It was fun. It was. There was so much going on. I mean, there was shootings, there was there was exiling, and there was music, there was women, you know, and there was you know, ganja. <laughs> 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 so, it was there's a lot going on. But for us, it, we I me, I, I think I was just soaking it up. It was like this is a... now I look back on it, it, it it like a real life movie. Like I'm watching like I'm just watching this movie going on. When I when I when I look back on it now, that's what it... Seemed like a very interesting, like multifaceted movie with action and love and intrigue. And, you know, it's very, I mean, I love, I love, I have no regrets about how um, I grew up and his life. And it taught me so much, you know?
2: What was your personal relationship like with him? Just you and him?
1: With me and him, if you, I I think I have the most photos with him out of any other family. Because I'm his first son. And... I, the way I was born is very um unique amongst my family. I was born at home and he was there to help deliver me. There was no nurses, there was no doctors, it was my grand aunt, him and my mother. And I was I was birthed at home. Um I don't I don't even sure it was on, on purpose. I think it just kinda happened. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> He was the he was the one and my mother always tell me story. He cut he's the one who cut the neighbor string. He was the guy he was a doctor and so i think yeah we, he had a bond with me from you know from that experience and i grew up very close to him he, he always wants me i was always around him um you know he yeah he didn't he didn't hide anything from me everything was in the open um and um it was fun it was fun it was fun we played sports we went to the country we eat you know, fruits and stuff like that. Um, He came, he played, he played a a, a soccer game against my school team, you know, parents against school. He came to some some of my soccer games, watched me because he loved soccer. Um, Yeah, I mean, um, the last time he spoke to me was in a hospital um, a few days before he passed away. And he, he, I was like, I was peeping up through the the window in in the door. He was in like, I guess that's the intensive care or whatever it was. And I was like this. I was looking up like that. And he, he kind of waved to me. And I came in and he said, "In, in called me and said, you know, young Bob. He, it, his voice was pretty weak at the time. But he said, young Bob, I have a song for you. And he said, on your way up, you know, you kind of sung a minute. On your way up, take me up. On your way down, don't let me down. And that cool. was that was the last time I spoke to him. Um, so we had a great relationship, man. Great. You, great. you
3: were what, about 13, 12, or 13, yeah, 12 when
1: you going on 13. 12
3: going on 13. You know, you said wow. something really cool there that that I, I felt as a kid with my dad because he was traveling around doing baseball games all over the country and doing football games. And you said something about your dad. You said he wanted me with him. Yeah. And and I I always felt that from my dad. Like I always felt like, you know, with all the stuff he had going on, he wanted me there. With him, he would take me on road trips. He would take me to the baseball park. He would have me around players. As a kid, feeling like your parent wants you around yeah. is, is such a subtle thing, but it's such a beautiful thing. And and yeah, and yeah. and and it's I'm sure just a huge part of of that connection that you had with him.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's in bed, It's in my psyche. It's not even something that I know on, on a conscious level. But I mean, those things affect us. Those things. I mean. You know, being around him, just yeah. I mean, it, it 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 has been been a big part of who I am as a man. Mm-hmm. By seeing my father as a man, how he would be in his life. You know, right. it, it, it rubs up.
3: If you like conversations with legendary musicians like today's episode with Ziggy Marley, take a dive into the Daddy Issues archives and listen to our conversation with Eddie Vedder, where not only did Oliver cry, but we also discussed everything from Eddie's rise to fame, his father, fatherhood, surfing, and so much more.
2: There's two more songs. The last one was this song about like divorce, which is what he was going through, right, for my mom. But there's this one, and he's singing, and, and he... And then he changes the lyrics, and he says, "Would you take good care of Eddie?" <laughs> and uh, it was—it was really something. Uh, just a, a crazy thing to hear your dad singing to you from from the beyond. It struck me just because I don't think I've ever had anything like that <clears throat> with my my real father. You know what I mean? Love you, brother. Aww. Love you too, man. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss the rest of our conversation with Ziggy Marley coming up right after this short break. Was he famous when you were born or did he get famous when you, when you. No, uh, you...
1: When I was born in poor. <laughs> 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 I mean he was trying he had, he had some music out but he was not famous like what you think of it like no 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 um, so how did you deal we, with
2: that I mean watching your dad rise to fame like that how was that for you and the family was it
1: well um,
2: was there anything hard about it was there anything difficult you know what I mean
1: I mean not for not. I, I don't think for us I think for the girls because they didn't get to be around him as much as the boys did as you know so for the girls and the younger ones who don't who are babies they don't, they don't have the same experience as like me and my brother Stephen who's like few years younger than I am um but you know what I mean you know I didn't think about it I, I, I can't I can retrospect no kind cannot see figure out what I thought but at the time you're just going along with the river that river that's flowing you know and I, I don't have time to think about anything but just experience what's happening um so yeah, but I think what I took from the dual experience with him was not about his fame as a as a singer or as a as a icon. I mean, after he passed away, it grew much more bigger. Yes. You know? I mean, he passed away and then bam, you know, everything gets kind of more huge. Um he was a, he was very humble, so he didn't care himself as like I'm a big shot guy or whatever, whatever, when he did get the fame. Um but for me, the most important rise that I I I am drawn to out of the experience with him is the rise of him being somebody of importance to the community, like that rise, not, you know, that, that, that you see that growth of him becoming more responsible, more involved in trying to find solution for the community Mm -hmm. and, and took it very seriously. And, you know, like he, he, he was like someone who, who felt like he was on a mission and so that mission is the growth of that mission that I am more drawn to than the growth of his success as you know as an artist or whatever. Cause I think I was I I lived in that world of his growth as a as a person who has a purpose. I was with him more for that time more than I was with him on tour or travelling the world and seeing him on stage. I did go with him sometime, but that was my that was the main that wasn't the main the, the most. My experience was on the other side of thing. Him talking to people, him bringing people together. Um, you know, him getting shot. You know, my mother getting shot. The, the whole thing that around that. So I, I experienced a lot of that, and I am drawn to that.
2: Yeah, but it has rubbed off on you. I mean, that's part of yeah. who you are now as well. I mean, not just all the Grammys and the accolades and the brilliance in the in your music, but you know, your higher vibration, right? Your higher purpose is to give back is to create community and, 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 you know, bring people together. Right. I mean, that's, that's what you took from him.
1: Yeah. That's what I took from him. That's what I learned from him. And I I, I learned from him that, and then I searched for myself too because I'm very independent minded. Me and him him didn't say eye to eye all the time. You know, Um, we had, we had a few times, there was one time we were in Trinidad and, you know, he, he said, We were with his friend, you know, his friend was there with us and he he looked at me and was like, yo, you're going to grow locks like your father, right? And I looked at him and I said, like you, like he said, you're going to be a Rasta like your father. And I looked at looked, and grew locks, right? I looked at him and I said, but you can't have it in your heart. And he was so upset. (laughs) 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 He got so mad at me, Yo. I said, Bob, what, you don't, why you do that, Bob? Why you saying that, Bob? You don't have to be that. Mad at I mean, I had my own opinions too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. But he <laughs> wanted me to be just like him, you know, like he wanted me to be, do the things that, you know, so. But yeah, I did, I mean, I did learn a lot from him and I searched for myself too, because that's the way I am. I, I didn't, I'm not just doing it because of him, I, I'm doing it because of what's inside of me also, you know? And, and I searched to find that.
3: Have you ever put that lyric? that your dad said to you when he was in the hospital into a song
1: yeah but i'm not satisfied with it it was a, it was i did but i'm not satisfied i'm gonna do it again
2: that's a beautiful (laughs) lyric yeah yeah yeah.
3: i mean what what, why do you say you're not sad you you, i i assume you i don't want to put words in your mouth but i assume for that in that moment and i had that same type moment with my dad in the hospital and the things he said to me and Things that I think about all the time, but for for that lyric, you wanna you wanna nail it with that, right? Like you that that's got to be perfection from you if that's the last in essence sentence that your dad said to you.
1: Yep, and it's and what what I did I, what I did um, many years ago, it was I think I did the idea of it and I would put it out, but it wasn't I knew it, it wasn't what it was what it's gonna be, you know. The, I, and over time, there's more thought that I was. I was like, that was like 30 years ago. So, my I've grown so much, and my thought process have evolved so much that I can reflect back on that with more experience now and more thoughtfulness than I did when I when I did the song. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I mean, I'm gonna do it justice. I don't. I don't think I did it justice. It's, it's such a deep thing and such an important thing that I'm really, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I know I'm gonna do it again.
2: What's your What's your are you? What's your spirituality? You know, I mean, what what do you connect to? Well, love is
1: my religion. It's love. Love is everything. Yeah, love is my religion. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just that is the, that is that's it. That there's no I don't know. I can't add to that. That's it. But that's, but, um, but
2: even even going deeper into that because I thought you might say that you know, and I love that you know, and I try to live that way as well you know. But how love is your religion? Is it is it just? the concept of love, loving everyone, everything around you. But sometimes love can mean tough love. Sometimes love can mean letting go of people, right?
1: Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, man. True, true. That's true. Um, yeah, love, you know what I mean? Words are hard for explaining. I tell people it's not something that can't, words is going to do it justice. It's really action, right? It's action really you what love is. But for me, it's a willingness for correct myself too like because we're not perfect right we're not perfect we you know even though love is my religion sometimes i feel hate sometimes i feel anger i'm not like mr lovey all the time you know what i'm saying so sometimes I, I might treat somebody in a, in a way that when i reflect on it oh i shouldn't have done that you know that's not nice it's like that type of reflectiveness that on your own actions that cause you to evolve and it. I just use love. Love is the word, but it's action really of caring about other people, even if you don't know them. I've, I've been a under. I've having some sort of um, what do you call it? Compassion, empathy with you know with, with other human beings that make it make you correct yourself with if you think in a certain way. You know, I don't know, man. It's that's that's how I, that's how I do it. That's how I am always. Evolving and making sure that I stay on the path of um, love, which is not, not prejudging, not you know, condemning, just have an open heart and then let, you, let others' actions speak to you and you, your actions speak to them. That's that's when you know who a person is or what a person is, mm. you know, it's yeah. that type of, it's the type of way, yeah.
3: And, and and it's 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 in such short supply these days. I feel like you know now more than ever. And maybe it's just because these are the times we're living. And maybe it was like this in the past. But mm-hmm. you talk about prejudging and you know having no compassion for somebody that you know you may not see eye to eye with, or you may have different beliefs than, or whatever. If if you can just assign the word love and and actually live it with people. You know, it's got to start somewhere. I don't. I don't know what turns this tide, but it, it just seems like there's just such mm-hmm. ugliness everywhere you look, and and that's why your music and these books that we are going to talk about. Uh, I I feel like you're doing your part, and and I I feel like you can never do enough, but you're you're trying to do your part from where you sit.
1: Yeah, but it's so it's so frustrating, you know, like because you can't understand. Like why another person would be the way in a, in that negative way if they're negative? You know, I don't like. I just I'm so I don't know. I'm I'm really like because I'm not that way. You know, you say, like other people grow up their kids differently than you do. You know, you know, you said that. It's like
3: yeah,
1: I can't relate to that hate. I can't I can't relate. To, it doesn't. I've no relationship to it. I can't understand it. You know, um, yeah. It's just it's really weird why. Why well, we can't just have that that kind of decency with each other. I don't know. It's it's really weird to me. It's weird. Yeah. Sometimes I joke with myself is, am I is this am I of this species or am I like some <laughs> other species that is just like here? <laughs> because I can't relate to this human the way human beings are. Like I don't understand it.
3: And and just so people understand where you are, you're you do spend time in Jamaica, but you're also in LA. You're also, I mean, you're 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 in LA LA now, right?
1: Yeah, I'm in LA most of the time now.
3: Yeah, so you you're right in the heart of it. So, does it ever make you want to run back to Jamaica and just sit on a beach and forget everything?
1: No, but it's not just Americans. The whole world needs love. The whole world needs needs something. The whole world needs a, a a shift in how we are as human beings to, to evolve it's not it's not an american thing it's a world thing it's happening all over the world so it's a human being thing you know what i'm telling you it's yeah it's it's a human being thing and it's a leadership thing too. um and it's across the globe because in you know, my opinion at this at this stage in our uh, in our life as a as human species we must have we must be able to figure out how we have a way to not make things perfect, but make things be more balanced on the side of love, on the side of peace, on the side of what, uh, on the side of working together for, for, for benefit each other. Um, so it really, I wonder about leadership in the world today. Is like it's really weird. It's like we can't figure this out yet. Do we, we still have to keep going in this. It's it's crazy. It's not it's not helping nobody. It's not doing good for nobody. It's not working for nobody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, it ain't working. So I don't want,
2: you know. <laughs> and what about your kids? You know, how do you, how would you classify yourself as a father, as a as a dad? I mean, do you, you think you're a good dad? Do you think you could be a better dad? Do you try to instill all of this love and, you know, this beauty into your own children?
1: Yeah, well, I can, I always can be a better dad. You know, I'm, I'm still learning to be a dad. really. You know, and they're teaching me. And my wife, my wife helps me a lot. Because my upbringing is much different than the upbringing that I'm living in now as a father with my wife and my kids. I never grew up in a house with, where the father is there and the mother is there and the family is there. I, you know, my father had different women and, you know, I would spend a lot of time with him outside of the family setting. Um, so I never really, I wasn't, I know my father as a, as a one-on-one relationship with him, but not so much as a family unit. So I grew up in a family unit. It was my mother, she was a unit, but the father wasn't, a part of that unit in in that where I am living now and so i had to learn this thing you, i i have older kids too and i had them very young um so and at that stage i was in a different mindset too i was still like i was i was still trying to be, live the life like my father ah yeah i was trying i was trying to live that life and after a while i realized yeah, i don't i didn't like that life it's you know especially in this time in those time it was like it's, it's cool. It was. It was. You know, people accept that my mother was alright. You know, this is life, and it was more a thing. But nowadays, it, I don't like. I, I don't like lying. I don't like hiding shit. Uh, my father never mm-hmm. had nothing. You know. So, but I'm. I'm a little bit more sensitive. I'm a little bit more, you know, you know, acute to other people's feelings. I feel like in that way, and so. Do you have like, a Do you have lack- a
2: relationship with your other with your older kids?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You do. Not as close as I would like, but it's still there.
2: Yeah. Do they
3: see you as a dad now, kind of in this more family structure, like going, hey, you, know,
1: <laughs> where the hell was this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. And I get looks for it too. I get all the of stuff for that. I get all type of stuff for that. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. yeah it's, it's tough. It's tough. But, you know. It was what it was, man, and it is what it is right now, you know. So I'm I've grown. And um with my kids, yeah, I just try to teach by, by how I live and how they see me interact with people and, and just everyday life. And then um there's moments, you know. For me growing up, my 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 parents, my grandma, always taught me manners, manners. That's a big Jamaican thing, like respect. Like respect, you know, show my respect and you have and you get your respect. If you disrespect, then it's a problem. So we have a, that we have that tradition of like be respectful, you know, be have manners to your elders. So that is one thing I feel like I we pound into the kids, I'm like manners, respectful, respect your elders, please, you know, thank you. Just basic stuff. You know, basic stuff. Um my grand aunt always said, manners can get your true life. You can just be mannersurable. Thank you, sir. You know, yeah, whatever. Excuse me. I'm sorry. That, that, that goes a long way to get you through life. You know what I'm saying? And so I try and instill that verbally with them, but most of my, most of my, 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 what I, what I would consider my um, teaching or whatever it would be. I, I don't even call it that, but it's from just them living, being around me, seeing how I interact, see what I do, what I eat, you know, how I, you know my discipline in my music, my exercise, you know these type of things, and I don't have them come. I met my boys. We exercise together. Um, My wife is the real. She's a real um, core of the thing, though, because mm. she have more experience in that. She she's a uh, Iranian-Israel Israeli, right? Their family structure, I and mean, is family all the time. It's like family, pride, <laughs> family, family. <laughs> so I came into that that kind of thing i was like whoa this is a lot of family
3: time <laughs> does, does she kind of remind you i mean in a in a i know not exactly but but does does your wife as a mom remind you you of your own mom a little bit kind of handling so much yeah
1: yeah I mean, no. yeah, yeah no. That, that's how it is i mean yeah that's how it is that, yeah she does remind me that um even some funny ways to like um, superstition and like stuff like that. You know, there there are some similar superstitions. <laughs> really, <ghosts>. spirits. <laughs> I'm, I'm spiritual, but I take these on the ghost thing for a second. You know what I mean? I'm I'm open to them, but
3: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I get the feeling you want to talk about that, but you don't want to talk about that. Is that yeah. Am I yeah. reading that right? You're a little scared, Ziggy. Um. Um, these books, and I, I, don't, I don't want to get off this track, but I, I feel like it's a good time to talk about these books. And, and I, I read them both. I read them both to my boys. Um, <laughs> I have also little boys. Uh, and the two books that you're coming out with, first of all, when do they come out? I, we got advanced copies, but I don't know when they come out.
1: No, come on. Um, I'm not even Sure. In the soon. fall
3: or soon, okay. Yeah, like
1: the fall, like the, I think it's the fall, yeah. Close but, to the
3: fall. But the, the two books that, that I got, and I assume that those are the only two you've done, are very different. I mean, you've got uh, my dog, Romeo, which yeah. I, I think is so cute. And so, like, it just makes you smile reading the entire book, which my boys loved every page of it. And the illustrations are fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a pretty book to look at, but it's also, it just makes you smile. And then little John Crow, that is a deep story Yeah, that, that is, that, that is, that's got some layers to it that, um, that I, I just tell me about just the process of that and why you wanted to do it and, and, and how these books, you know, scratch an itch for you that you, you did this.
1: No, I just love writing from in high school. I wasn't good at math, but I was pretty good at English language, like writing stories and stuff like that. So and I, I, I used, I read a lot and growing up, I read a lot of comic books and stuff like that. So I was always interested. I would always do stuff and write stuff down. And where I grew up, apart, one of the places I grew up is a place called Bull Bay. It's in the East, east, east Kingston, um, close to the ocean. And we lived in a community that there was an open field. We had to cross an open field to walk to school and up a hill, and there's all these we call them janko. They're um, turkey vultures, right? They're mm-hmm. vultures. But we in you know, Jamaica them it, we say janko. and we used to despise them. We used to hit them. We would stone them. We don't. It was like an evil thing, you know. And so, I remember that, and as, you know, I started this. Came up with the idea to kind of come off of that experience and write some a story, but. Now that I've grown and I've learned more about the vultures and stuff, my mind, I've changed my mind. They're not, I don't, I don't have to stone them anymore. They're good. They're actually good animals that we need. Right. And so it's my evolution of that, 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 that inspired the story. of like seeing the, even a turkey vulture, don't, even the vulture don't want to be a vulture because it's seen as a dirty job or whatever. But it's like, you know, who wants to be a garbage man? Who wants to, but it's such an important, now let the garbage man quit. Let all garbage man quit for a day or two and see what happened to us. The place will be infested. Yeah, so imagine. So the you know it's one of those jobs that nobody wants, and sometimes even the vulture don't want it. And so that's where the story comes from.
3: Yeah, and and like a a, a line of of acceptance and being proud of who you are. Yes. I mean these these are lessons that you know apply really to everything we were just talking about with kind of just. Acceptance and and sure. you know seeing something and, and realizing that that person has his or her own story and there's a reason why they are the way they are and you don't know yeah, all that. Everybody,
1: have, everyone has their value. Everybody's a, a value. There's nobody that has no value. Every one of us have a value. You know, we we each of us human beings, we're worth something. You know, so no, there's nobody here that's a throwaway or a disregard. Every human being have value. You know, mm. as
3: far as your kids. Uh Did you write? What kind of books did you read your kids uh, when they were growing up? Is this was there some of that in this too? Because I'm I'm back in the midst of it. I've got 20 year old daughters and three year old boys, and I'm back reading all these stories again. And sometimes you get a book and you're like, ah, this, you know, this Don't book sucks. Got, this book yeah, is man, terrible.
1: I got issues with that. I got my four year old man. He wants you to read him 10 books, bro. Oh,
3: it never <laughs> ends.
1: <laughs> Like, come on bro one book tonight one book come on right. They're
2: tired They just want to stay up they it's an exti- hey, they're yeah, smart yeah. They just want to stay yeah. up they don't give a shit it's about the books right. they're just like yeah.
3: <laughs> Right How many times can you read about Corduroy in the uh, <laughs> right. department store missing the yeah. button
2: or uh, the caterpillar yeah. is not hungry anymore okay Ah <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, but have you? I
3: mean, what does your your four year old uh, think of the books? The,
1: the 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 more the one the simpler ones like my dog Romeo is you know a pretty easy read for him. Um, my my ten year old um, he he read the John Crow book the um, little John Crow book and he likes it so yeah we're good and you know I do that with the music to some time with them like I I I I'll feed off of them but they don't know I'm feeding off of them you know Mm
0: -hmm. they don't know i'm
1: like watching watching how they act out of course something i'm doing of course you know but i do i do like getting on how they react to stuff you know
3: are they musical
1: are your kids musical a little bit i mean they're not like and i'm not either i'm not like a spectacular you know i i I know the, the root and i do the best i can with it but them them have a really good taste of it um we're not. I don't. I don't know what, what's gonna how they're gonna be, but I don't. So whatever. did we get?
2: do we? Did I get this right? That that Ziggy came from um, David Bowie. Is that correct? Because you love Ziggy Stardust.
1: No, it's not not correct. And David Bowie and I spoke about this. Okay. And I, I, so I, that's <laughs> bullshit.
2: That's all bullshit. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know who said that. I don't know why they they put that up on whatever they put that up on,
2: okay. and they never
1: put up what I I said. This is Ziggy. So all right, Ziggy, right? In Jamaica, nicknames are like, like everybody gets a nickname in Jamaica. Um So my nickname is Ziggy. I'm a far, I, The the original thing. It's a small joint. It was a small joint. Them call a Ziggy. It was a small joint. So,
2: I like
3: Ziggy. <laughs> Oliver's a big Ziggy fan. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It's just much easier. So yeah,
1: like a little yeah. split. <laughs>
3: Was it from your dad? Was it? Did he hey, call no, you?
1: My, my name is David. You know, my mother, my mother called me David. You know, my mother <laughs> mother did, me, did your mom?
3: Has your mom? Did your mom ever say Ziggy to you? No. Was
1: no, it always sure. David? And my wife Nina, my, my wife picked it up too. She called me David too, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> you know, from a minute her, she's been calling me David. She don't want to call me Ziggy like everybody. She called me David. I was like, uh, all right, no, no, no. All her friends call me David.
3: Ah, uh, like, <laughs> It's over.
1: It's over. The whole Ziggy
3: thing's over. You're oh, David. Yeah, like, yo. David Marley? Yeah. No,
2: I don't want I want you to be Ziggy. Wait, didn't your brother didn't was it your brother who played for Miami?
1: Yeah,
2: Roy Roy, right. For you. That's right. Yeah. If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself. Share the love, tell a friend about Daddy Issues, and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more from today's guest, Ziggy, don't call me David,
2: Marley. Um, I want to go back real quick cause I was just something that popped into my head. So you, you talked about sort of the transition that you had where you were on the road, you were doing your thing. You were almost trying to emulate your father in a way, you know, and you had your kids early and then there was a switch. Something happened to where you're like, wait a minute, this isn't really who I am. I need to, I need to sort of get it together and become a man, grow up. Do you remember that moment? You know, and, and and when did that happen and, and what went through your mind to sort of launch you, know I mean? you into the next half of your life?
1: I mean, it was a few moments, right? It's not just one moment. like the stress, the stress of like having multiple households. <laughs> right. That'd be stressful. <laughs> that's, that would be stressful. <laughs> I
2: have anxiety even just talking about that.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like... Why do I, I? don't need. Why? Why do I need to live like this? I, I'm not. It doesn't work for me. It's not my. It's not my style of living. And then, then I met my, my, my. Who's my wife now? And the idea of love and unconditional love kind of showed me. Kind of opened my mind even more. Like oh, unconditional love. You, know, you love me no matter what. You know what I'm saying? And it's so cool. And I feel so good. I feel, I feel like I took a deep. I'm like ah. Uh, now this feels nice, you know. You can feel it, you know. Like this is where I belong. This is this is where my life belongs in this type of in this state of mind in this in this thing. So it took me some time. It took me some stress, some hard palpitations, some fights, some quarrels, some cussing, mm-hmm. some all type of. Thing, <laughs> you know, until I find like, alright, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this it can't work for me. This well, not, I can't make. I, I can I can't make music. I can't create. With all of this, yeah, you know, yeah. I need mean, peace, you know. You're
2: living this it seems this loving peaceful life, right? But what fucks up Ziggy Marley? What is it? Do you have moments of stress? And what what is it in your life where you're just those heart palpitations might come back, and you're like, oh fuck! Ah. I mean, that's you must have that. We're human.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have it. We have it. Um, but I think I've learned. I've learned and I've decided to be aware of it and to not let it it control me. So I control it. So it's just a control, it's really a, a balancing issue because you need it, but you don't need it to overpower you. Um, and, I mean, it happens sometimes in, you know, in simple things, in, in relationship things, you know, it's something, I mean... I'm such a very even keel guy that sometimes, like, it you know, it, it it erupts. You know, after a while, it builds up, and then, you know, and at that time, I try to just understand it. But, I mean, my, my wife can have an argument. I'ma get a little bit too upset, you know, mm-hmm. about something. <laughs> yeah,
2: but overall, I like what you. I like. What, I like what you said. Meaning, it can come up it can happen, but you're in control. You know, you, you are the master of your body. You, you can, you can control the levels, you know? I mean, that's I
1: mean, really I, work. I gonna give a, a typical real, real, real world example. One day I was driving, right? And I was driving and this guy pulled out, pulled out, him kind of pulled out, that so kind of hunk. I gave him a one hunk pop, hey, I'm here, you know, be careful. So the guy pulled out, right? And I was cool, I'm I'm not doing anything. So uh, he's going to turn right and I'm going to go past him. You know what the guy did? He did this to me. He did this and I had to do this. And I, and then So he, he veered
3: back he veered back into your lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, on purpose. Like, hey, I I think I think because I hung I think he felt like I was angry or something. And so he wanted to be like, hey, hey, watch it. and he he did that to me and turned and stopped and I and I stopped too. And I was like and I looked at him and I said, what, like, what's up with you, bro?
3: <laughs> and he's
1: like, I was just like, yo, let me just go where I'm going, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, you have to control yourself. You can't be like, because I was very like, he could have hurt me. He could have hurt other people in the other lane by doing something stupid to prove a point or something. Like, people like that, you want know, to be like, yo, but... You know, we're moving, we're moving we're moving on, we're moving on. In my in my younger days, I would have probably drove up and got out of my car and be like, yo, you know, but you learn, right? You know?
3: It is funny though. It is funny when you bring up honking of a horn. Yeah. Because you have to there's different ways you can honk there's a horn. different honks. Yes. And and when you just want to go, hey there, I'm right here, you just go, eh, you know, like I yeah.
2: Yeah, like, but, but yeah. if
3: you but you can light somebody up, you're like, Nyeh! and and so hey, you did that, eh, and he yeah. still got pissed. Yeah, off. you got to learn he, to read. Got you got like to learn
2: to read the honk. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like you got to know what kind of honk it is. A, a little yeah, thats like, friendly. You know,
1: it wasn't an angry honk, but it was just, hey, be careful. You know? Hey, I'm here. Don't hit my car. <laughs> no, I I'm mean, I I'm mean, in, in LA, I hear a lot of those. Ah. Oh. Like, like, where are these people going? What's up with like, come on, we're all going to the same place, Let's not <laughs> relax, man.
3: <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I, I got on this call. I did a long baseball game last night on TV. I got on this call tired and now I, now I feel ashamed of myself for being as crabby as I was earlier this morning after talking to you, you're like a great therapist. I know. Uh, I know. And, and, the way you look at life, and the way which is now through these books for, uh, for little kids, I I think it's right. I feel like the the My Dog Romeo is for a littler kid, and I think you have to be a little bit older yeah. to get uh, Little John Crow. And yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think if you if you are and and you read it and you read it right, and maybe somebody's there to help explain some of the things to you, I think you can get a lot from that book.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's really great, man. And what are you working on now? You uh, you doing any music?
1: No, yeah, I mean, I've been doing, I do music whenever I feel like, I'm not working on any particular project or anything, but I I do a song every now and every couple of weeks, I do like, I call the guys down here, let's do a song, and we do a song. Um, and I think I have, I have a single out now, and I'm working on something else, so just, just, you know, just chilling and doing it when it when it happens, you know?
2: Oh, God. Well, I wish I was Look you. at that
3: setup. I know. I wish I would Look at his setup. He's got guitars. I'm, on like, I'm on like
2: 80 pills to like control my mood. Like I'm fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is bullshit. I mean, I do. I do smoke my weed every day as well. Yeah. But, but, you yeah. know, sometimes that can exacerbate anxiety too. Sometimes it helps and sometimes it takes it over the top, you know?
1: True. True. Yeah. True. So. Watch that. True. No, for me. Yo, I'll I tell you, man, I was, I used to be scared of flying too. I never used to like flying. I was like, I and I used to always, I remember the doctor did give me some Xanax one time, right? And I hear taking drugs. I don't like taking that shit. I don't, I don't like take. but I would always carry it with me
2: <laughs>
1: just as like. a <laughs> Safety. Oh, I have it. I, oh, I'm okay. I have it. I have it. I have it. I'm fine. I'm fine. Then, but you didn't take it. Did you more, ever take it? No, no, I didn't, no, I didn't take it. No, I <laughs> hid, I took it. And I, I hear how it made me feel, but just having it was like, if, you know, I'm going to be good if, you know, but then after that point I was like, yo, come on, bro. yo, it's all in, it's all in my head now. I got to yeah. be my own freaking psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever. I got to figure out my own head. And then I, I, I figured out it's all here. It's, it's me. Do you, not, do, you doing, do you meditate?
2: Do you have, doing. do you have any sort of practice? Do you meditate at all or?
1: No, I mean I do it every now and again, but I don't practice it that hard. No. I, I mean, in the I think I was more um, disciplined when I was like when I was just finding stuff out, and like you know get on that journey. But no, I'm kind of lazy. I'm like, <laughs> man, I'm, like I know, like, I think I know it, and I don't know it all. But I think I've done enough that when I'm when I'm in bed and I'm like this. I can't sit at my meditation. I don't like have to sit down and be like, okay. Yes. I do it with my kids sometimes though. I do it with my kids. Yeah. Especially during COVID stuff, man. It was the COVID stuff. I had to get them like five minutes. Let's sit down and be quiet. Oh, good. That's for five minutes. But, But them is good because they're very, you're high energy. You're high energy. Their mom is high energy too. It's like, it's me and my oldest son who's like the mellow guys here. The other three are like, a little bit high, crazy energy.
2: And how are you with, how are you with, uh, uh, like, you know, phones and devices and iPads and Instagram and all that shit with your kids?
1: You know, with them, we're, kind of, we're limited, we're limited. Limited, I mean, we same. Give them,
2: Just balance.
1: And, yeah, and even though we're limited, they're still on it too much. Yeah, yeah. Even though you know, because sometimes we'll be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, sometimes we eat, we're not like, We're not like that. We're kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. like that more,
3: you know? Yeah. I always, I always, I often think of my dad thinking if he came back, he died in 2002 and saw where we were with social media and and all that, he'd be like, what in the hell is this? (laughs) posed pictures and tuned up pictures and filtered pictures and everybody presenting basically bullshit about their perfect life. Especially
2: when you, Ziggy, had such an upbringing of freedom and, you know, love and sort of you're out just wandering and exploring, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. nowadays our kids don't get to have that, really, you know? I mean, are you able to provide that for your kids in any way, taking them to places or taking them back to Jamaica? to show them what it's like to have independence yeah. and freedom?
1: Yeah, but it's not going to change them. It's, they're not going to be like, they're not going to be like us oh, or me. There is, that, 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 this world is a whole different world. Like, this world is different. They're going to have a little bit of that. But because, I mean, we're growing up in a city, you know, they're not growing up like the way I go. If you grew up in the countryside or in the, I think it's a much more better opportunity to be more exposed to that, but Man, in this city that we are right now, it's it's not it's it it's not the way we would love it to be. And so, I, I take them out in the yard. They climb trees, and you know we swim. And we you know when we travel, we we, we go look try find. We, we go to Maui a lot, so you know beaches and stuff like that. But yeah, I, we kind of have to accept certain things, you know, and the way things are for them. It, it's going to be so much different. And imagine their kids, oh, my Lord, what, what, that, what that world will be like.
2: Oh, I know. It's going to be, you gotta gonna be crazy. You got to get them to the mountains, man. Get them, get, them, get them away from the cities, at least for little periods of time. It's important, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's where I'm in Colorado yeah. right now, where it's just, you know, beautiful mountains. Kids are on, on their motorcycles and, you know, running around, the ran- running around a ranch and going up into the mountains. And You know, I tell them, I'm like, go, yeah. go get in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go get in trouble. Yeah. Go figure it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I told my wife I want. I, I like. I grew up on like a farm. You know, I grew up with a lot of animals and you know, bushes and stuff. So I always tell my wife, you know, farm. I want to get a farm. I want to have a farm with land and water. That's why. That's what I want. And yeah. So yeah.
3: You probably, that's, probably, that's, you probably have a koi pond in L.A. What do you have? What do you have? You have like. I
1: would have to go outside of LA. I couldn't stay in LA. I would have to. <laughs> I would have
2: to go. Outside of LA. Um, um, well, well, thank this you, has been man. A blast! Yes, thank you for taking
3: the
1: time.
2: Yeah, that you really appreciate it.
3: And the two books are My Dog Romeo and Little John Crow, which I, I just can't recommend more. And uh, thank you for for sharing that those books and, and for being as open as you are today really, really means a lot to us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, Hopefully
2: I can be like you when I grow up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are, are going to learn something from each other. I'm taking something from you too and from you. Okay. Good. Guys, you
2: know? I love that.
1: From each other. I love that. Yeah,
2: Ziggy, it's an honor. Thanks, Keep man. Keep smiling, for man. Thank, Thank you. Your, 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 your energy is infectious. Thank you.
1: Respectful. Thank you, guys. All Take right. care.
3: All right, Zig. See you.
2: What a happy, positive guy.
3: God, I, I just, he did put me in a better mood. I got on Krabby. I've been Krabby. I know. I'm he's in a rent, smiling. rented house. He's
2: smiling. And man, i he'll live to be 130. Oh, and I know. He looks great. Minutes. You know, meanwhile, I took some, I took Adivan. I took some beta blockers, a couple of Trentalexes. <laughs>
3: Trentalex, you
2: bastard. Say it right. What's it called? Sorry. Trentellix, Trentellix. Sorry, um, God right. damn it! I love you, Joe. Why? I really love I you. I love you too. And if you want to come I to the airport, I
3: love you. Actually, no. Yeah, you know, you know what you.
2: we're doing? We're going to st- we're going to stay at DIA for the night at the at the at the hotel there, so we don't have to at wake the Westin. up. Weston, yeah. So why don't you come hang out
3: <laughs> at the airport, Weston? Yeah. I love you, but I don't love you that
2: much.
3: (laughs) That is not going to happen. And then you're going to Cape Cod with everybody?
2: Yeah, we're going to Cod it out, and then um, I come back home, and then I go to Albuquerque because I have a job. Did I even talk about that on this show? Yeah,
3: yeah. You've you've probably hit both both shows with that information. You're going to Albuquerque, and I talked to your new boss, Charlie Collier, uh, at that network. Yeah, you did. Oh, good. And I said... uh, you hired my man, and uh, I said, you take care of my man. Oh, thank you. And he said, oh, we 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 got him. Don't worry about it. I was texting with him last night about that on my way home from the All-Star game. Really? That's so funny.
2: Well, yeah. you know, what hopefully will be cool, which is something that I have been, you know, hoping for and wishing for since the day we were friends, that you on air get to promote a show that I am on. It is a Fox show, it airs yes. sometime in January. So I'm hoping that during football, Joe Buck says, you know, you got to check out the cleaning lady a Fox. That would be. Really oh, fun. my. I can't wait. I hope Yes,
3: so. it's going to be. I don't care who else is in it, and you probably can't say. <laughs> I don't care if it's like Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. I'm going to say, what is it called? The cleaning lady? The cleaning I'm, lady. I, And folks, just wait for the debut episode, the season premiere of The Cleaning Lady, starring Oliver Hudson and others. (laughs) Oh, I hope that was. Tuesday nights on Fox at 8 Eastern.
2: It will be fun. Second
3: and four.
2: I'm hoping. I'm hoping.
3: Second down and four. Hey, don't forget Oliver Hudson coming your way (laughs) the whole game. (laughs) (laughs) Another quick reminder is the uh, Packers are going in for a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> Oliver Hudson, uh, in the role of a lifetime, folks. You don't want to touchdown Packers. You don't want to miss this guy. He has <laughs>
2: it's funny. as the Packers are going in for touchdown. Like Aaron Rodgers is running one f- in. Like <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, is he's probably going to cross the goal line, but <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'm going to do it.
3: I just like it. I said to Rob Lowe when he's on nine one one. Oh yeah, whatever it is, Galveston yeah. or whatever. It yeah, is, Uh <laughs> I, I said it's just nice like to Shreveport. promote actual. <laughs> 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 it's just nice to promote real people. Yeah. Normally at Fox, it's like, hey, it's another animated series from right, the makers right, of The Simpsons, right, right. And The Family Guy, and the. Now it's like an actual human. You can come to the game and we can say, oh, hey, there's Oliver Hudson with his co-stars. Yeah. Al Pacino and Meryl Streep and Robert De Niro.
2: in The upcoming
3: show on Fox, The Cleaning Lady.
2: Perfect. Maybe I'll come to the Super Bowl. Uh, Yeah.
3: Does Fox have the Super
2: Bowl?
3: uh, We have it next year. Oh, okay. But you'll come to the NFC Championship game. That's right. And then we'll promote it as the team is stamping their ticket for the Super Bowl. That's right. I'm going
2: to just cram another promo in there for you. Perfect. I'll come in the booth and do a couple plays. Yeah. Um, good. Good. Well, good talking, Joe. I'm so Tomorrow, close to it so far. people, where, where is, is your past? Your past? Tomorrow, tomorrow,
0: people.
2: Tomorrow. He, you know, Ziggy's won like multiple lives. Grammys. He's won, I eight? think, eight Grammys. It's crazy. How many have you won? Huh? Have you won any Grammys? When my grandma was alive, she gave me a Grammy. <laughs> 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 Is thought you called your grandma? Hey, Grammy. Yeah, Grammy. So I did have one Grammy, but she died. I got a couple Grammys Oh, and two Grammys. I had one really Everybody's great. Everybody's somewhere. Right, everybody somewhere had a couple Grammys. Yeah, actually, I had a great Grammy too. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah, man, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
3: it's time to wind up. All right, forget it.
2: Forget it. Bye. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windisch, executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger.
0: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement.